Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. Hi. I am, hi, I'm excited to have this conversation. Because this has been like okay. a year in the making. we just like jump in? Because yeah, it's sure. true. I've been like wanting to talk about this book yes. forever. That's it, it's kind of like an inside joke in my head. Yes. It's not that I've been putting it off, but I'm like, it's one of those that I'm like, ah, damn it, I need to read this, <laughs> this series. Yes. So today we are talking about Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Yay! I read, I guess, yeah, a little over a year ago, last February. Yes. It was right before like the pandemic, and I remember Brian was out of town in Seattle because his mom was going through chemo. And so I literally like did nothing that whole weekend but read this book for this series. And afterwards, I wanted you to read it so bad. Okay, so Laura, you of course read this book. Yay! Yay! And it's one of those things that I'm like, I'm so sorry that the delay has been so long because I totally get why you wanted to talk about it. Okay, yes. So I hope you will forgive me for that delay. There is no forgiveness needed. Books come when we're ready for them, I think. But um, I'm excited, though, to talk about it with you and to get to explore these these characters in this world. And it seems extra appropriate with the new Netflix um, show out. That's what I was thinking, too. And I, I actually haven't read the Shadow and Bone trilogy. I haven't either, at actually. All. So, so, maybe so maybe we both need to read that one. Next. Yep, yeah, but then we can talk about the series. Yeah. But do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah. What is the thing that you love loved so much about this or that you wanted mm. to talk about so much? Yeah, I think the biggest so the thing that's and it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, but I think it kind of this book kind of kicked it off a little bit. Well, you know, I, I love a good found family trope. And something that yes. I've been thinking about in terms of fam- found families and kind of like characters being thrown together that wouldn't maybe naturally be friends, like it's always just yes. right up my alley. Um, but this one in particular made me think about how that trope works best when it's taken to extremes, when the characters are kind of dialed yes. up to 11. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I feel like that was something I really noticed with this book. Like, oh my gosh, these characters are so extreme they're so big they're so like yes um and it's the kind of characters that I feel like I'm scared to write like I will often tone down my characters because I want to make them realistic or make them seem like normal people and most normal people are kind of normal and a little bit vanilla honestly but what (laughs) happens when you do that is you end up with these vanilla characters that aren't that interesting to read and what's fascinating about these characters is they were fascinating to read and they made these choices that were fascinating and they did these things that were interesting to watch and to to interact with and sort to read on the page and I think it's gotten me thinking about like okay how can I be a little more risky in my character development and take characters a little bit farther so that they're just a little more interesting and what was fascinating with this too is they didn't read as unreal like they didn't read absolutely they read as these deep characters and and that those extreme things about them came from something and you knew what they came from and you knew those backstories and those whys behind these things which made them feel really real and fleshed out but they still were dialed up to 11. <laughs> yes. Well, and they, it was the oil and water. You had yeah. one person from one viewpoint and then they were often paired with that total yes. opposite yes. in the range. So they were very, like, it's reasonable that that type of human being would exist. The psychology yeah. was all there, 
but you had that huge tense conflict because yes. they were coming at it from just polar opposites. Yeah. Which I think is another thing I loved about this book. Like I, I really like when there's high stakes and lots of conflict in a book and yes. that like conflicting plots and suspense. And I, I want that in stories that I read. And you had so much of that that was relational in this, this yes, in addition to the plot itself. Like there was just so much conflict within the group, but they're all forced into a very believable situation where they have to learn to work together and have to kind yes. of learn to see each other's side of things a little bit which I loved also and I think it was fascinating to me too the ways that she would take characters that were polar opposites and not only force them together in terms of like some friendship mm -hmm. but also force them together in a love or a, a, some sort of romantic relationship in a way that felt still believable and you could see what they were attracted to in each other and also what yes conflict in that relationship or what was going to be a conflict in that relationship well and in that she actually forced them into each other's viewpoints yes you have moments where all of a sudden they have to confront something that they believed is true yeah. for all of their lives yeah. that was obviously highly biased and then they have to make a choice like they have yeah. to make a choice between those two things are they going to continue to buy into that or are they going to confront that and do the work yeah. and there were so many moments of that that that, that you're like what is that person going to choose? Yeah. And she obviously on purpose left it on like this cliffhanger moment. She yeah. goes into someone else's point of view and yes. they're like, but wait. Like, yeah, she what? did balance that suspense and that tension so well with those chapter endings. It's so true. And I, and you can really of, believe the character could make either choice. Like abs it was so believable that they might do either thing. And so that, there was, that made nothing predictable in it. And that's actually, so obviously we have a gambler in this. We have Jesper yeah. who is addicted to gambling and the gambling works because you get a random schedule of payout. You get like a reward in random little increments and it can come from anywhere. And right. she, you get did that little that. <laughs> she did that throughout this entire book that you're yeah. like, you don't know where the payoff is going to be. And then sometimes the thing that you think is going to pay off just falls Doesn't. apart. Yeah horribly on you and you're like no but then she pays it off somewhere else and That's it, it really kept it so interesting it kept you coming back for more like yeah the characters are strong they have lots of skill and ability but you don't know where they're gonna stumble you don't know what's yeah. gonna be the thing because they are flawed they are grounded in their imperfection and, and in their own very biased their, views and yep. like, yeah. And even their own like demons and their own shadow issues, yeah. they have a lot of baggage, really all of them do. Mm -hmm. And you never know when that's gonna come out, when the things that are inside that they've been ignoring are gonna be the things that trip them up. Yeah. And that was pure gold because yes. when you have characters, like as she sets them up, especially Kaz, when you have a character who you feel like at the beginning is like so far ahead of everyone and can do you know anything she has to give him obvious impediments that all of a sudden yeah. like could come into play and and i loved those elements of it it made you actually want to root for him because yeah he isn't overpowered he isn't you know all those things it's just that facade yeah like around a broken person which yeah. I don't know about you, but I can really relate to like, I'm looking at all these beautiful, broken, but really capable and skilled people. And you're like, oh, my people, like, yes. 
they felt like characters that I totally wanted to hang out with, even though they're like totally morally gray and like kind of horrible in some ways. I was like, I want to be your friend. But I, I think she played with that some yeah. where she like, they were, she would have them balancing on an edge and sometimes you would feel like they had fallen off the edge and you're like, I'm not sure I can continue to like root for them. Mm-hmm. And then she like gave a piece of information and brought it back and you're like, ah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. But she's, she's like, cash. she has so many tricks up her sleeve as an yes. author where there's several parts, almost like a mystery writer, how she wrote it a certain way. And it's framed in such a way that you will obviously interpret it one way. Yeah. And then she brings it back around and she totally has flipped it's it on a you. Whole new meaning. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that you thought was the truth actually is like the shadow truth. Like yes. there's, you know, mirror image of what it is, yes. which she also plays with that as well. But there's like, this moment where someone's looking in a mirror and they're like, you know, if this was a normal like moment, it just looks like a bunch of kids like hanging out at a party and that's gone <laughs> a little too long. And I think there's something really cool about that, about like being able to bring it in different ways, change the framing, all of a sudden change the context on you, yeah. give a piece of information that you're missing and you're like, oh, of course that would be yeah. what happened because this person is a despicable human being. Like, and I think that that was really the planting of those clues. All of that was so well laid out that she was able to use all of those things to great effect, even when you thought you knew exactly where it was going. Yeah. There were definitely some great little twist moments in this book, like surprises. And I think that really like so much of that comes down to like not giving too much away which we've talked about before and like holding things back it's like she holds and and this is what I'm I think this book is kind of teaching me too is like hold back on information but don't hold back on like conflict or risk or big character decisions or you know like let your characters be bigger than life and loud and have their flaws and all of that let them make mistakes let them fail let them get into conflict with each other don't hold back on any of that but hold back on some of the information or the why that you disclose to the reader about why they're making those choices so that you bring those things out in slow bits and get the reader to um and surprise the reader or like kind of catch them looking sometimes or or things like that and and be truthful but in a way that may may direct them down a different path. Yeah. I mean, the introduction of Jordy, I think is a great example of yeah. when it's first framed, you don't, you don't have any context. Mm-hmm. So how it's written, you make up your own stories about what's going on. And she holds that back for so long. Yeah. But it also, you start getting invested in asking those questions of like, okay, but why and then yeah it gets you leaning in like what's behind that (laughs) and when you finally get the truth it's just in time for him to have to make other choices that are connected with that or for you to really see like what he had lost yeah and why he is the way he is and why in some ways I think that there's elements of this that are actually very Count of Monte Cristo and mm. like that seeking out of revenge and that even when you're not coming at it head on, like having those plans within those plans within those plans of how you're going to basically get yourself back after yeah. losing so much. And all of that, if it had just come out all at front, 
it did, wouldn't have had that same power, I feel. Yeah, not at all. I don't yeah. think so either. Okay, can we talk about yeah. my one thing that I didn't like about <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, I'm even, I'm not sure. So I'm just so curious. Like, yes. she did something very fascinating to me, and I understand why she did it. But in the very first book, the very first chapter, she yes. introduces a whole set of characters Absolutely. don't go anywhere. <laughs> and I was so mad. I was like, wait, what? I'm just starting to care about these characters. And all of a sudden, they're just gone from the story. And you, you later find out kind of yes. what happened to them. And, and in some ways, it was a brilliant move. But yes. as a reader, it made me so frustrated. It felt like a bait and switch. Yes. Uh, I don't think I would have been brave enough to do that either. <laughs> like, and so what's funny is I was actually like right about to talk about the first chapter, chapter okay. two. There so, you go. And do you mind if I read actually mm. what she says? So Six of Crows, that first chapter. Jost had two problems, the moon and his mustache. And that just the first line is also just is great. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. But what she does with that sequence is she gets you to care. Like yeah. it's right there. Where you may not, you may be like, oh, I'm not sure it's gonna go the way you want. Mm-hmm. But you definitely don't see the end of the chapter coming. But I think what she does, and and this is what I felt about it after like thinking about it, because it was very like I got that same feeling yeah. too. Where, like <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm invested now, and yes. seriously. But I think it was the stakes in miniature. Like I exactly. think she literally set yeah. up what it is to lose, and not just like we see something happened that later on like is a mirror of this yeah but it's also like really to all of them they have so much to lose even by caring about anyone whether it's romantic or you know from caring about anyone in this world has huge consequences and i in some way think that she did a great job of not just telling you about the stakes, yeah. she shows them to you time after time. Like ice court, you actually yeah. see people on pikes and yeah. like all of that. I mean, it's horrifying, but it's, it's there for a reason. This is yeah. what happened that they fail. Like this is the reality in this world. And I, I don't think I would have been brave enough to do that either. Like to, yeah. to basically get people to buy in and care just to wipe the slate clean that's really but it's like a big risk but it I think it pays off in the long run like I can see why she did it and I think you're exactly right it's because of the stakes you go in knowing like and you also I think kind of go in like I think by the third or fourth chapter I felt a little bit like is she gonna do that again like could she just kill off anybody now (laughs) does that make sense so it also like raised as a reader like raised my like tension just to like wait what and I I think she had to do that for several reasons, like, of ones I don't want to spoil. I think she had to, like, really prime those those things in this world that the reality is that at any point, at any time, you could lose someone. Yeah. It's not a safe world to be in or to care about people in. Yeah. And it also sets up the stakes between the, like, humans, the, you know, and what I'd say is, like, the people who are not within the merchant class, like the, the, those dynamics are already at play. You see how they're treated, both Grisha and, you know, Grisha and guard, more common folk. You see what they're worth. 
to them and even the little boy in that scene that was like i sat there being like please don't do anything to this child and and uh, she she totally had me there in that even though those characters don't have you know big parts to play long term you actually see what that world is like what the merchant class thinks of everyone else how they view them what their value is yeah well, and even the fact that she can get us to care about characters so quickly, so much, is really amazing. And I mean, we talk sometimes about, like, don't just introduce a character just to kill them off. Yes. Like, you need to get, you need to have them still be a full, fleshed out character. And I feel like that is something she mastered. You know, like, um, even in this one chapter, absolutely. none of those characters are throwaway. Like, she knows, she had to have known she's not going to carry their story through the whole rest of the book. But she doesn't just... Like, they still feel so real and you still care about them so much and so quickly, yes. which is amazing. Well, and even at the end of that sequence, like, I was invested in what happened. And when even it, it comes in a throwaway line that you find out what happened yeah. to everyone. But still, like, it carried, like, Wait. my heart fell. <laughs> yes. Like, and I think she gets a psychology of human beings, mm-hmm. really, like, as an mm-hmm. author, uh, Lee Verdugo, she gets how to like get you to care yeah with the seeing the humanity of these people like you see yeah. the human sides of them you see like the hopefulness you see yeah what they want and what have. they long for and what, what they're excited about and those little bits that make them really human yeah yeah and and even the characters that do wear armor throughout like she does such a great job of believably stripping those elements of like a look that's held too long or like something that you're like, huh, that's odd. Mm-hmm. Why did they say that? Um, and where, especially when you have so many characters and yeah. so many of them are kind of flirty and like funny. Yes. And, but there's often that like line of context where you can see the difference when they're playing a part and when they're actually being a little more themselves and yeah. actually letting a little bit of that shine through. And those elements were delicious. Like whenever there was something that you're like, that's yeah, something I'm real. I'm getting a little on the mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it had this, and I think that's kind of as we as people, when we learn truths about other people, like there's something very almost like delicious about being in on the secret, whatever yeah. it is, of being like allowed in. Um, the way she constructed those characters where they had definitely had masks but they let them slip where they you know were going for yeah the thing that they were trying to go after would take them in a certain direction and then all of a sudden they'd veer off and you're like (laughs) oh that's if you're really sticking to the plan like you wouldn't be doing that thing Which shows you so much about what they really want versus what they say they want or, or just the, that hierarchy of wants, you know, like we can want a lot of things at once, but sometimes some, some of those things we value a little more than other things. Yes. I love those elements of, of play mm. where I, even like listening to the different conversations, I, I love the witty banter. Yes, that the, back the and banter forth. in this yes. book is, I thought was great. There are so many different characters that had just some great banter and it felt different to each you know, like, like the yes. characters didn't banter with each other the same way necessarily, or like, does that make sense? Like yeah, they absolutely. Each other differently, the way that you would different friends. And, and that was just fabulous. <laughs> I liked when Jesper and Nina got together. Yes. That was always the quickest and like the funnest. 
yeah. where they're just so sharp and they're just so on point and they just have such fun at the expense of everyone yes. else. Yes. And I think that was something else that really fascinated me about this story is that there's so many characters and she balanced yes. them so well and none of them fell through the cracks and none of yes. them like they all were interesting characters in and of themselves, but then they all had interesting reactions and interactions with each of the other characters. Does that make sense? Like it wasn't Absolutely. like they only interacted with these two characters and never got to, you know, like they all had some sort of relationship with each other, whether that was respect and friendship or whether it was kind of like, I don't really like you or whether Terror. it was a romantic thing yep. or fear or whatever. <laughs> they had some reaction to each other and those relationships came across so well. Um, on so many different levels, which made it feel like this very fascinating cog that kept like moving and, you know, like different people interacting to different people. And Absolutely. Well, and it was usually in groups of like two or three where you could yeah. actually, as you said, no one fell through the cracks. You would have a conversation where they were very direct conversations with one another, even if, yeah. even if it was all subtext where you didn't get away from like, oh, this person is just standing there doing nothing there was yeah. very few of that it was they're in this moment and they have to do a thing right. but they're still like connecting as human beings yeah and i agree with you like the interweaving of those dynamics even in whose point of view she chose since she yeah. switches i think first book i think she switches through seven points of view and yeah i think it's she does lot. the same yeah in a, yeah and in that's something that normally second. I don't like in a book, but I kind yeah. of really loved it in this one. I think it's the only book that has, I mean, generally, if it gets much more than two or three perspectives, I'm like, uh, I'm, I want to go back to the person that I really care about. But this right. one, I felt like I really, I cared about all of that. Did. Like, fully invested. And I don't know how she did that. I just, I really don't. I, I think, like, as I was sitting there, because I feel the same way, I was mm -hmm. fully invested in everyone's stories. And I think that the past, like their experience was from the past, had such an impact on their present that you would hear the stories of themselves. Like mm. ev they would sometimes slip into the past, even as they were yeah. doing something like it would bring up some of that baggage. Yeah. And I think getting the story of them told through their own viewpoint really helped to kind of resonate with who they each were yeah where you got you would have seen just like the you know the iceberg just the tip of the iceberg and then all of a sudden you're plunged into their viewpoint and you have all of these moments and then sometimes they even i i like it's inception because you would have them in the present and then all of a sudden the past like jumps in on their moment like they're yeah. pushed back into the past and then sometimes they were pushed a second layer into the past and you're like yeah. wait which which present are we in um but i actually loved that because it really yeah. it won all of those moments had a lot of bearing on what they were experiencing it was kind of in the present yeah yeah that reflection of it and it helped give that okay why like what is the reason like why would someone do this thing why would you know you you have like Nina and Matthias in the uh -huh. such, you know, strong viewpoints of each other's people. Yeah. So how and why and like, how does that happen? And I loved that those elements were all explored. There was nothing that she kind of shied away from. Yeah. Like no one got a pass where it yeah. was like, oh, this is just the way it was. It was like, how do we become 
bitter enemies and let's dig into that and then really have the characters have to grapple and even grapple with their past selves which in crooked kingdom like the who they are or trying to become and who they were it just they keep being confronted over and over and clashing with each other like with their own past self which is so good (laughs) it was so great and and it made you i it's part of that rooting for them i think like you want them to escape you want them to be able to change you want them to be able to change the world in which they're in you want them to be able to succeed and so every time they do have a failure and a setback which of course they will Mm because this is a heist story like it's not much of a story if they're not failing in different places and you're not sure like where the yeah where the plan is gone you're like wait what (laughs) is the plan even in play anymore are they just like improvising and that's I think it really is that human side of caring about them as those humans who who feel and who fear and who hope um that that really I think keeps that the engine of the story going and if as you said, if one of those characters didn't pull their weight, if they didn't have a story that you could become invested in and that you cared about, I I don't think the story in general would have worked. Yeah. It it feels like one, a rare book, like it's not common that you can find a real ensemble cast in a book. Does that make sense? Like you usually have a main character, maybe two main characters, but this feels like a book where you have a number of main characters that you really care about all of them. And that is yes. in and of itself just fascinating to me. I actually cried twice. In oh, yeah, I definitely <laughs> Maybe three times. And it was for different characters each time. Yeah. I think there's something beautiful about that, that you can connect with them in different ways. Obviously, their yeah. relationships with each other were very different, their relationships yeah. with the people around them. But there were so many, like, even though this is a fantasy book, there's parts of it that are just like, way out there out there um but it was also grounded in some believability like the struggles of the different characters there wasn't a character i couldn't relate to some element of them even if i'm not character like even my personality if it's not similar yeah there were challenges and struggles that they experienced that were just so human yes and and there were so many like truths she explored about like shame and yeah and value and having a purpose and like having power and having choice. Yeah. She had so much to say. Yes. But it didn't feel heavy handed in any of that either. Like Absolutely. it was done with so much showing rather than telling and, and not at all um, over the top or it feels like it's hitting your own yeah, or, or preachy. Like it, yeah. it just felt like it was, it was showing humans in these systems and what the outcome could be. Yeah. And I think there's something powerful about having eyes open in that way, like having eyes open to, and I, I don't know if you um, read her acknowledgments in the first book. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember, you know. Like, yeah, she actually, it's interesting because she actually um, suffers from a um, degenerative bone disease, okay. which was fascinating because she's she talks about pain especially you know with Kaz obviously the pain that he goes through um yeah yeah she has osteoacrosis and she was talking about how um basically how that kind of 
her experience reflected back into the story. And I think someone who has, um, you know, whose who's mind works differently than other people think is normal, um, how they could be, you know, their value could be, you know, basically they could be devalued like Wylan is. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of those elements that, or when your choice can be taken away, maybe not to the same extremes as you have with, you know, Inez, but um, there are so many elements of that that I think as we sit with, like there's shadow issues that you can yeah. definitely see in play or have seen with someone you know and cared about. And yeah. I, I liked that it was kind of founded in that truth of, you know, these high, very fantastical elements, sure. but it's really brought back and grounded in that reality of like, this is what being a human means. Yeah. Like, even though we're all different, even though we're very diverse as people, yeah. like some of these elements are things that are just intrinsic in, in what it means to be human. Yeah. People deal with pain and they deal with their past and they deal with judgments of other people and all those things that come out. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like it feels like she didn't just, um, like sometimes we talk with characters about like, well, they need a flaw and you like, just pick a flaw. <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes it feels like authors just sort of like pick a random flaw. Like, right, oh, like they're scared of heights or, you know, like, does that make sense? You spin a wheel or like yeah, and a dart at a board. <laughs> and I feel like while these characters were really flawed, they were flawed yes. in ways that felt specific. So not just like general, like, oh, they're selfish. Like they're flawed yeah. in very specific ways. And yes. they're, they're flawed in ways that felt intrinsic to them and their past and the other things that you knew about them yes uh, which I thought was also really an interesting like it just felt like very like she took a very integrated approach to character development I think it was like it was care that I kept thinking about like she took a lot of care with them yeah each I think in and I have no idea how she approached it but you could see that the time the thought the like okay, if this is their backstory, what is the result of that? And if this is what happens to them along the way, how does that then change them? And it's interesting because as we talked about, there are a lot of oil and water mashups of like... You have some great foils, like, and they are really like mirrored in each other in a lot of ways. So like organically creating those dynamics, you wonder like, did the backstories come first or did she get them? Did she grow them to where they were and then backtrack and try to exactly go back into their past? Because I, I would be very like, I would be very intrigued to if she ever offered any type of class, I would be signing up for because I think her, her craft from the character development side, from how she wrote, like she, she Mm. would be even though they're really quite decently long, you yeah. know, one is 450, the other's 500 plus pages. They, they didn't feel like a slog, like her Yeah, pace. they still read really fast. Yeah. And like, for sure. And, and I think like some of that was that dialogue that all of a sudden it would have mm-hmm. this infusion where you would have this movement and it would be fun and you would mm-hmm. be totally there. Um, but I think also like her, setting up of the worlds like her worlds building her even like the myths like the gel you know the gel i'm Mm -hmm. probably totally the uh, feared um Uh god Mm -hmm. like all of those stories and then the people that 
are connected with them. around those stories yeah yeah it, it, we're so integrated interesting they yeah. then take on new meaning and some of that i'm sure came from that shadow and bone trilogy because I, sure. I think they were written first i believe i think shadow and bone was written first and then yeah. the song um which i'm very excited to read them to see like how much of the world is already laid in that you know yeah. that, but then i was totally impressed by all the world building <laughs> she did because obviously some of the work had been done but i i love those elements that she created i think it grounded them very much in their time space and their conflicts as well for sure i definitely agree i feel like world building and character development felt like big strengths for her and in both of those things she kept so much like there was so much conflict and tension in both mm. character development, but also in the world building, like yes. the ways that these cultures clashed against each other and that these myths clashed, clashed against each other. And like, she definitely didn't just take an easy path of like, well, this is what everybody believes in this yes. world or like, you know, right. <laughs> well, with like, well, what would that mean? And what might other people think and how might they interpret that same information or that same story? And then the characters in the dialogue kind of highlight those conflicts. Mm-hmm. There's there's a moment where Inej is like, I don't want to go to the, the Ralkin, you know, yeah. group because they haven't treated, you know, the and it's yeah. almost like it's something that both Nina had forgotten, like the character, mm-hmm. but it's also the, something that the reader may have forgotten. Yeah. And she brings it out like that where these friends can finally have these open and honest dialogues with each other, they're able to talk more honestly about kind of those dynamics. Yeah. Which I I think highlighting them and bringing them to the surface where you really got either through arguments or you got through, you know, again, like what's heart like yeah yeah and and even like what's at stake because there'd be moments with Nina and Matthias where all of a sudden you're like wait but going there would mean that (laughs) to this person and I think those elements of she didn't she didn't shy away from any of like the horrors yeah even on the like there was that point where they're walking through the ice you know towards the ice court and Uh you have like a moment that just completely potentially rich them back apart but she makes interesting choices there too to kind of show even change of how it's seen yeah and how it's seen by both characters yeah I agree with you though she offered a class I would definitely take (laughs) I feel like after I read these books I was just like I want to write something like this how do you do this (laughs) absolutely like and I think it's one of those that I really, after reading Shadow and Bone, I really want to read again. Yeah. Because now I know the characters. Now I know kind of what it's saying and I can look a little more at yeah. Like yeah. the craft, even though I, I feel like I tried to pay attention to it. It, it. She is one of those authors that I think there is a lot there. And mm-hmm. I wonder, so, you know, at the, at the back of Six of Crows, there's a really great hook there that's actually a part of the text and i i've wondered in my head did she write that for the hook and then it became a part of the text or did she just pull it out because it almost feels too perfect of a hook (laughs) for it to be you know just part of the text yes because it's like the ice court has been built to withstand an onslaught of uh, armies assassins grisha and spies when Inez said as much to Kaz, he simply replied, but it hasn't been built to keep us out. His confidence unnerved her. 
What makes you think we can do this? There will be other teams out there, trained soldiers and spies, people with years of experience. This isn't a job for trained soldiers and spies. It's a job for thugs and thieves. <laughs> and that, I don't know. It just yeah, having felt, that as a book form, right. I didn't even notice that. But it's taken mm-hmm. fully the from the text. And I loved it. Like, I'm, I'm like, one, whichever <laughs> way, like, the, which came first, the chicken or the egg, I'm here for it. It was, it was a perfect introduction. When I first got the book, it was one of those things that gripped me. And obviously the yeah. covers are both beautiful with like mm-hmm. those crows and the, all the spires and the yeah. like kind of steepled. <laughs> I love that. It, it just, it's beautiful. It tells you right the, away, I think, what kind of story you're in for, which is really, you know, what a good cover should do. So. <laughs> yeah. And her maps as well, which I, yeah. I can see how without the maps, it would get really convoluted really quickly. So I think one of the good things, the good choices was to have those maps to really help visualize where they're going, what they're trying to do. Yes. It really helped with the, like, when they're moving different places or trying to get from one place to another, I'm like, oh, I can visualize. I know where this is. Yeah. 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 You're dealing with multiple places in the course of, you know, both of these books. So it's helpful to know where they are. And, And also kind of a reminder of all the difficulties there yeah. like how do you get in and out of yeah of the island um which yeah. i i would totally loved all of that i thought the like yeah. the heist side of it the setting up of a very you know improbable uh puzzle to solve felt mm-hmm. really well done for sure and i think that's hard i i don't know maybe I don't see a lot of heist books, honestly. Like, yeah. maybe I just don't see them and they're out there, but it feels like something you see more in movies or that's um, absolutely maybe harder to do in text. Yeah. I'm not I mean, sure exactly why that is, but. <laughs> I'm now intrigued to like check that out. But yeah. It felt like Ocean's Eleven, yeah. which I think is one of the uh, remake. I yeah. think that's one of the great heist movies. And I agree with you that. I don't know of a lot of books that yeah. do that really well in a way that I think feels believable. And this had all the elements of a heist story. It was, yeah. you know, there's the recruiting of the team and like yeah. the formula, formulating of the plan and then the heist, you know, that goes sideways on them. Right. How will they get out? Right. I love, I love those elements of it. And it was done very in a way that felt uncontrived, interesting yes. all the way through. Like, yeah. it just kept you there. I agree. Yay. Well, I'm so glad you finally read these. Me too. <laughs> but we definitely recommend um, reading these, especially if you like YA fantasy and kind of dark, interesting characters. These are good yeah. ones for that. Um, Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, check that out. And if you've read the first series, let us know what you thought, because we clearly haven't. Yeah. So we're <laughs> to do that. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll leave a comment and let other people know so they can find us too. And you can also find us on Instagram where you can connect with us more. We hang out there a little bit more often. Mostly though, we just hope that you keep reading and keep writing and keep putting your work out there so we can have more great stories to read and talk about like this. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs>